I asked you guys, what's the weirdest thing you've ever experienced in church? And the results were not disappointing. What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? My name is Kevin Crow. Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast. When I say welcome back, I'm just assuming that you've listened before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're new here. And if so, then welcome. We try to have some fun here. And by we, I'm talking about myself, and I'm not schizophrenic. Um, so yeah, I recently, my curiosity got the best of me and I was like I want to know weird things that have happened to other people in church because living in a in the south and going to a pentecostal church for most of my young adult life I saw a lot of crazy shit and so I was like surely a lot of other people have too so I asked the question on Instagram in my stories I asked it on TikTok I asked it on Twitter, and I got a lot of responses, a lot. Um, the Twitter thread is just crazy by itself, but I'd say I got over 300 responses total from everybody, so I thought I would share some of the most bizarre or craziest or heartbreaking um, responses because not all of them were funny. You know, when I posed this question, that's kind of what I was thinking is, I'm going to get a lot of funny responses, but that wasn't always the case. It was like um, I was getting a lot of pretty negative experiences from people, and it was kind of a wake-up call for me because it was like uh, maybe my church experiences haven't been that bad compared to some other people. So I'm just going to start sharing some of the responses that I got. What's the weirdest thing you ever experienced in church. Joan says, I was told that following Jesus is going to bring all the money into my wallet. Maybe that's why I'm a poor bitch now. It's true though. I mean, especially prosperity churches, but my church was that way. Um, my pastor would say things like, give, give the money and it'll come back to you tenfold. Like all that kind of stuff. Like, Give us your money and you'll get more in return. Like it was some sort of investment or something. I had a lot of uh, responses from people saying that speaking in tongues was one. And being from a Pentecostal church, I totally get that. Speaking in tongues was a regular occurrence at my church. And it was usually the same people who were doing it. And then the pastor would interpret Aaron says, exorcisms, people screaming and writhing on the floor while about 10 other people were holding them and praying and also screaming. Sadly, this is something I've seen too, which at, at my church, we had a separate room for exorcisms. So usually it would start in the altar. Someone would be come to the altar and like people would start praying for them and 
I don't I don't really know how it starts. I guess maybe the person starts saying crazy things or someone else is convinced that they have a demon in them. So like three or four people start gathering around them and holding them down and casting out demons. And this was like a regular, looked at as like a regular thing. Pretty crazy when you think about it. But they would normally take them to a separate room and God knows what the fuck happened in there. Holding them down yelling screaming all that stuff it's just so insane when you think about it eternal bliss says finding out at age 16 that my youth group leader a 30 year old woman and my best friend a 16 year old male were having a sexual relationship yikes personally i never really saw any of that stuff going on but it really doesn't surprise me i mean the church brings out the worst in people and it normalizes certain things in people's minds. A few people replied and said, I've never been to church. And I got to say, I'm a little bit envious of those people because (laughs) crazy shit goes on there. But at the same time, I wouldn't be the person that I am now if I didn't go through these experiences. So I can't really say that, I guess. A couple of people said sex was the weirdest thing that they've ever experienced in church. (laughs) Now, that can be a good and a bad thing. People having sex in church for the thrill of it, I say more power to you. People having sex in the church not consensually and when they're a minor and the other person is in church leadership, now that's the problem. And unfortunately, I had quite a few replies saying things like that, that they were molested. And it's just truly fucking terrible. I really, I hope I didn't bring back any traumatic events for people because that wasn't my purpose. I probably should have put a trigger warning or something on the post. But I guess if people feel comfortable enough to talk about it, then, then you know, they're, they're okay. But I really truly felt terrible reading some of those types of responses. I was actually fortunate enough for Seth Andrews, the thinking atheist, to reply on Twitter. And he said the weirdest thing that's ever happened to him is church discipline. A spouse who had cheated on his wife was brought up for prayer and confession. And the entire congregation declared an accountability partner so that he wouldn't transgress again. Very culty, Seth says. That is super culty and... Apparently not that uncommon from some of the replies that I got. Um, I had a few people say the same types of things, like someone was in an affair, and they would go up in front of the church and confess that to the congregation, which is pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Very culty indeed. The closest thing that I've personally experienced to something like that was a church I used to go to, Someone saw the pastor drinking a beer in public at a restaurant somewhere, and he ended up getting kicked out of the church. Like, he wasn't allowed back. The pastor of the church, senior pastor, because he was drinking a beer at fucking Chili's or something. And the the measure of the standards, the double standards are just insane. Brady says, I was disfellowshipped because I, quote-unquote, allowed my wife to divorce me 
after I rediscovered her Ashley Madison three to four times. Yikes. Uh, then he says, an elder's brother was caught soliciting a prostitute a month later, and he just got to apologize and was cool. There's more of that double standard coming into play. You know, if it's somebody who's in the church leadership, then it's more likely to get kind of glazed over and not really, nobody's going to say anything about it. The way that the church looks at divorce is pretty pretty insane, especially considering that they technically typically have a higher divorce rate than non-religious people. This person says, A gay man was declared to be disfellowshipped in front of the entire congregation, endorsed by all the elders, because he had not repented and recanted his gayness. It's fucking tragic, man. It's tragic, the shit that gay people have to go through in church. Like, it's the the sin of being gay is, like, put on this weird pedestal in church. It, it's more, it seems to be more frowned upon than almost anything. It's the only time you'll hear them say the word abomination. Koi Zero says someone addicted to porn had to confess it in front of the whole congregation. And he must have been a kid because he said he had to ask what porn was. And that's embarrassing for parents and everything. Mandy says, nothing crazy weird, but we did have a youth pastor who made us go talk to strangers in the mall about the gospel. Man, I feel this one. I feel this one pretty heavy because I remember doing the exact same thing. Like we were dispatched at the mall to go witness the people. So I'm like 16 years old going up to this full ass grown dude who's like 30 and I'm trying to tell him how life is. It's funny when you think about it that way. Like He's like, who the fuck is this kid? And he, who thinks he knows everything? And he was right to think that way. Kristen says that they tried to do an exorcism on someone who wasn't even there. I'm like, how in the world does that even work? St. Eve says, The lady who always sat behind us got really into worship. She'd bump people with her hands all the time. And her tongues were always so loud. She would get in the aisle and on the ground on her knees, bellowing sobs while the pastor jumped up on pews. A lot of this stuff just really resonates with me because I we had a lady at our church that sounded like the Jetsons car during every church service. Like the whole the whole service. So I totally get the people who got really into worship. Thomas says, at Bible school, a teacher told us how he'd once chopped down a tree because he believed an evil evil spirit was living in it and haunting his town. Justin says, I remember attending a big conference at the Toronto Blessing. Everyone was going to the bathroom and checking their teeth all weekend because it had been claimed that people's fillings were being turned to gold and gold dust had fallen from the ceiling. Sam says, The shaming of many unwed women who were pregnant, but no shaming of the men who got them pregnant. And that's so true. The shame is always brought upon the women. Rarely the, rarely the men. Like the, the women are seen as less than clean or impure or whatever. And just because they're the ones who get pregnant, which, which is pretty ridiculous. 
Ben says that we had a gentleman in our old church who wore a gray Civil War era cap. If a woman was giving the sermon, he would get up and walk to the back until the sermon was done, and then he would return to his seat. And he was made sure to be seen, so he was not a fan of women giving sermons. One of the more bizarre responses that I got was from Selena on Twitter. She said that people were tossing around cow tongues and rotten fish as a relay experience, bonding experience. This reply says, church camp. We were all locked in a room until late at night and weren't allowed to leave until everyone was crying and speaking in tongues. Now that is extreme. Extreme. It's one thing for, I guess, the camp counselors, camp leaders to want everyone to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But the fact that they're locked in a room and not allowed to leave until they were speaking in tongues is way, way too extreme in an already pretty extreme situation. Horizon says the weirdest thing he saw was the collection plate going around the church 25 times. That's not too surprising, really. Money, money, money. Michael says there were discussions on masturbation practices. Not sure if that means, like, you shouldn't masturbate or, like, here's the best way to do it. Probably, like, if you only think of Jesus then you're fine. Ricky says, older women shaking their butts all around. So honestly, to me, that doesn't sound like too bad of a church. I wouldn't really mind that one. I also saw quite a few messages on foot washing, which I always thought was sort of weird anyways. But yeah, this it's kind of creepy, kind of weird, way old-fashioned. Joel says that his friend took him to a Pentecostal church and the guest preacher visiting that day told the audience his address and asked them to look it up on Google Maps to see what a nice house God had given him. I mean, if Jesus was a real person, th that's the complete opposite of what he would want to be happening in church. Hey, Google my house. Check out my sweet-ass pad. Octavia says, in second grade, being told I was possessed by Satan and will burn in hell. This is the problem with, with presenting this stuff to kids. It might not be textbook child abuse, but in a way, it's, it's definitely a form of child abuse. How old are you in second grade? Seven? Telling a seven-year-old that they're possessed by Satan and will burn in hell? You don't think that's going to have long-term effects on a kid? You don't think that's going to make them doubt themselves, question themselves, think lowly of themselves? Coasty says that a church in Houston prays to Donald Trump. Not for him, to him. Now, I need to look this up and see if it's true, because if that is true, I, I would love to say it's surprising, but can you really say that? I mean, they have these evangelical Trump rallies where it's like a fusion of Jesus and Trump and you never really know. It's, it reminds me of that episode of The Office where Michael is standing there and he's flashing pictures of sexy people and then himself when he's trying to sell that printer to confuse the girl and turn her on 
that's what I think probably goes on at these uh, Trump evangelical Trump rallies. It's like they just flash pictures of Jesus Christ and Donald Trump up on the screen, like real fast, switching them on and off to confuse the people, and everybody just eventually sees them as one. Michael says about three hundred people drinking from the same cup. To which I replied, "Ooh, the backwash of Christ." I mean, communion communion is pretty nasty in that way. If everybody's drinking from the same thing, that's disgusting. Carol says, in second grade, religion class, the nun told us that when we took a bath, never touch certain parts of our bodies. Wow. Here's another one about being locked in a room. Chaco Lazarus says, does being locked in a room until I spoke in tongues in elementary school count? So fucking sad, man. Tim says, I once had two creepy clowns invite me to church next door. They promised cartoons and ice cream. <laughs> My atheist parents thankfully said no. Could you imagine? Hey, kid, why don't you come over and have ice cream and, car- and watch cartoons? No, I think I'm good. I'm not sure that was church, man. I'm not sure that was a church that they were inviting you to. Abigail says people getting possessed at church camp. I am so thankful that I never went to any church camps. I can't imagine the shit that people see there. Just impressionable kids being told all of these lies. View from the sidelines says, The pastor's wife pulled me aside three days before my wedding to make sure I understood my duty to my future husband. I refer to it as lay back and think of England moment. Yeah, that was probably the transformed wife. That's the kind of content that she likes to put out. Be dutiful to your husband, even if you don't want to. Do whatever he wants. Bullshit. Black Atheist Rant says, Watching a pastor tell his congregation that someone who talked about him died, and that he didn't want them to die, so they should go somewhere else if they were not getting what they needed from him. This was during altar call of the whole church. Isn't that crazy? So... It's like implying that somebody died because they didn't listen to the pastor. Jesus. One of my favorite responses was from Lindsay, who says, A fight broke out, and one guy hit another guy with a chair. (laughs) And she put a WWE uh, gif on there. That is awesome, dude. I would probably go to that service. As long as JR was narrating it, too. Like, oh my god, a steel chair! He's out cold. Dear God, King. The carnage. The carnage. That's what I want. I want church with steel chairs. That's probably what I'm going to name this episode. WWE Church. (laughs) Another funny one is from Skeptic Joker, who says a pastor tripped and ran into all the candle holders and finished by accidentally flinging the Bible that was on the reader to the front row of the churchgoers. Loud clanging and gasps of unbelief and me giggling at the chaos. Dude, I would have been cracking up. I love stuff like that. Got a couple responses from people saying that the weirdest thing about church was church. Mad respect. Church overall is weird. Can't deny that. Texan Russell says teenagers were asked to come forward with CDs of mainstream music that teens tend to listen to. 
They placed all CDs on the ground. Then, with the pastor's prompting, they all began stomping on them. I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but the same shit happened to me. My friend and I took all of our CDs that were quote-unquote satanic influence into the backyard and busted them all with wiffle bats. So that happened. And I ended up buying some of them, rebuying some of them later once I became not a Christian anymore. So wasted money, wasted money. This episode brought to you by Wasted Money. Marilyn says, It didn't happen in a church. It happened outside. A friend introduced me to a clutch of evangelicals. A strange woman tried to hug me. I held my hands up to stop her and sort of hissed through my teeth. Later, I learned she told everyone I had a demonic serpent in me that needed to be exercised. Really? It's crazy the thing that they take literally. <laughs> Oh, this is a funny one. When I was a kid, I was taken to a nighttime church service where they handed out candles at the door. I accidentally lit fire to the long, straight 1970s hair on the lady in front of me. My mother screamed, God damn it! We left early. I love that one. From Raker1000. Here's a great one. Being told by the pastor to enroll in machine gun lessons because the world was ending. Wow. Wow. That was, didn't know you went to Ted Nugent's church. Apparently that's what that was. I got kicked out when I told a pastor his doctrine was wrong in front of a group of people. Big balls on that one. Big balls on that one. I love that one. Here's another quite somber one. A minister telling the congregation he was molesting his young son. God almighty, that is so fucking terrible. My pastor told me I couldn't study criminal justice because I was a woman. He also told me to date one of the singers because God told him that he was my husband. Ah, yes. God only speaks to certain people. Hannah says, snakes in the sanctuary. Man, I'm, I've seen a lot of insane stuff, but I think snakes in the church, snake handling... I mean, that just ups it. That just takes it up another freaking level. Oh, and here's one of the best ones I got. Someone accusing me of infidelity. Someone I had never even met before. She said that they saw somebody out in public, apparently, that looked like her. Wow. JD says, people get the Holy Ghost conveniently in the middle of service. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's like God can only move during a service. That's when they happen to get the Holy Ghost. It's not before church, after church, when they're anywhere else. Just right there in church. Anyway, I hope that you've enjoyed these. I really liked reading a lot of these responses. And like I said, unfortunately, some of them were awful, awful things. But most of them were pretty ridiculous, outlandish, funny things. And that's kind of what I was going for when I made the post, so... If you're listening to this and you didn't get a chance to answer on social media, uh, you can send me an email, kevin at jesusunfollower.com. Let me know what your weird church experience is. Or hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. I'm pretty much everywhere at jesusunfollower. I've also started a Patreon, so if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support me, you can go to patreon.com slash jesusunfollower. You can get all podcast episodes a week before they are released. 
Also, if you go to jesusunfollower.com slash subscribe, you can sign up for Unfollower's Digest, which is an email I send out every Sunday. And it's just got a lot of the stuff that I'm watching and reading and my thoughts on all, all of those things. Just a free email newsletter. So if you would check that out. And until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.